Anime Pulse, episode 597. by my co-host, Andrew Chan. Yep, good to be here again as usual. Same time. Well, not same time. Same bat place, same bat time. Yeah, uh, it will eventually adjust back to the way it used to be once we get to the end of March because daylight savings. So I still get thrown off a lot by that one hour earlier. Yeah, it's... uh, uh, Hopefully we get rid of daylight savings time. I'd like that. It's, It's an old concept. No longer needed. You don't like the extra hour of daylight? No? It doesn't really matter because that was just for farmers and we have different ways mm. of growing crops now and all it really does is mess with the business world because it's like, you know, it's great when you get that extra hour of time for like, oh, I get to sleep in an extra hour. Woohoo! But then like there's the downside to it where it's spring forward and you lose the hour and you're all, all of a sudden it's yeah, like... Yeah, it's it, overall not much changes. It just kind of disrupts the routine a bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At least so, it's nothing too big, so you're, you're, it doesn't take too long to adjust to, though, which is a good thing. Not like jet lag, you know? No, not like jet lag, but at the same time, it's an old ideology that was for a different time in the past. Kind of like how the American Constitution mm-hmm. is made in the past, and it's Stone Age at this point. Uh, you know, our forefathers didn't anticipate when they were writing something like the right to bear arms that we'd create machine guns. Because they, they probably wouldn't be like, yes, and the right to have an AK-47. No, it very much be different these days. Oh, yeah? You think oh, they'd yeah. be for more regulation if they were still around? I mean, there's already regulation. Current government's trying to regulate out the butt, but it never works. Mm. The more you regulate it, the harder it becomes to get things legally and the easier it becomes mm-hmm. to get things illegally. But yeah, it's, I guess it's also not just the constitution. I mean, there's lots of, um, you know, laws and rules that weren't made with the internet, for instance, in mind. And Indeed. how it gets used. And, you know, we end up with, like, uh, uh, with like free speech. And, you know, I don't think that when they thought back then, like, the you know, the right to free speech that they were thinking, you know, the right to be a troll on the internet. <clears throat> and then you're just saying, like, hey, man, free speech, man, I get to say what I want. And it's like, yeah, but you're saying really mean and nasty things. It's not, that doesn't mean free speech. It's not, it's not the right idea. It's pretty, a contentious, it's pretty a contentious point these days, actually, this whole thing. Yeah. Exactly, Black Magic. That's not how it works. Mm. Anywho. Yes, anywho. IRL News. Mm-hmm. Okie dokie. Mm-hmm. Well, let me blast right through my IRL News. Um, uh, not much to say really towards work, <clears throat> except for when I was driving home on Friday, I 
am nearing my hometown, or I guess you could call it my current base town, and I get a call from my operations supervisor, and I'm like, this is weird, he never calls me, did I forget something at work? And I'm like thinking uh-huh. about like, no, I got my phone here if he's calling me, I got my iPod, I don't know, so I pick up, and because uh, everyone at work knows that Friday's queso, Moe's night queso for me, um, it's like, hey, I just want to let you know, get you some food for thought to go along with your queso, uh, mm-hmm. that uh, Andrea is no longer going to be around. Uh, she's done. Oh. And I was like, oh. And he's like, yep, just going to be you and me again, uh, starting on Monday. Oh. I was like, oh. Okay. Okay. And he's like, yeah, just uh, want to let you know that so you weren't surprised when she doesn't come in on Monday. I'm like, all right, thanks. But uh, the way he worded it just made me feel a little bad just because it made me seem like he thinks that I didn't like her and I'm glad that she's gone. Um, Not entirely Uh the case. Yes, I do understand that she needed to go because she wasn't a great employee. But at the same time, I'm not exactly thrilled to see her leaving or being forced to depart because that means more work. For me, specifically. Uh, You know, it's not terrible because right now, I mean, I have like hours and hours and hours of free time because I get into work and I get what I'm supposed to do done within like the first three hours. And then I'm kind of just sitting around doing storyboarding for games that will never see the light of day on a notepad. So it's like (laughs) I do have a lot of free time and... I guess it's nice that I'll be able to use some of that free time now to take care of the job that she used to do, but um, right. I guess it does make sense because, as you said, this is the end of the fiscal year, so yeah. I guess we're just waiting for this. She's going bye-bye, and I am now back to working alone, kind of. Mm. Is it? You can still handle all of it, of course. Right. Oh yeah, it's. I mean, I did this before. Before yeah. we had Cindy and Andrea, there was just me, and I did all the work by myself. So it's just back to me doing it all by myself again until uh, my operations supervisor Chris is able to find another person and hire them on. I do make it. I am making it a goal to try to get along better with the next person he hires. Uh, be they someone I get along with or someone I don't. I want to make sure that whoever we hire next is someone that will stay. Kind of like how I've stayed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's, you know, they say good good help is hard to come by these days. You know? It's just not a job that literally anybody can just fit into, right? True. Very true. It is kind of difficult to find the right kind of help for this job, which is why we don't just have People lining up for the positions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which is why I, of course, won't be able to do the Thursday thing, because I'm now going to have to be right. doubling down on taking care of the work that will be handed to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's also probably enough. means I mean, I'll be doing more overtime. Right. It's paid yeah. overtime, though, so that's, that's something. It is but paid yeah, overtime, and it's good paid overtime. I get... Nineteen seventy an hour and paid overtime. Oh, okay, cool. That's pretty good. Yeah, not terrible. Yeah. yeah, that's. Is that more than you normally do? So overtime is like a bonus. 
gets like even more on top or yes overtime is a bonus yeah. right now i'm getting paid like 13 something an hour so oh okay yeah, wow 1970 is not not too shabby it's as you might close, say close to a 50 percent bonus yeah that's pretty it's, good it's time and it's uh basically double time almost nice okay do they do that for also like holiday work like if you work during the holidays and stuff do you get more uh, not really, because our holidays are different. Um, you get to PTO, basically, just paid time off um, during those days, but it's like mandatory paid time off instead of like the, you get paid time off at the beginning of the year and you can just use it willy-nilly uh, for what you want throughout the year. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. And that paid time off is just the same pay rate because uh, you... Our holidays that we have to take are actually, you do have to take. There isn't any like, oh, we're going to actually be open that holiday. Would you like to work it? No. If, if they tell you you're open for a holiday, then they're open for the holiday. You have to work. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Makes sense. Outside of work, however, I have what? been, uh, I've been getting into some stuff. So I was perusing the YouTubes, as it were. And I uh, uh -huh. found a couple, or a few videos that uh, kind of caught my fancy, as it were. Um, the first one that I started with was a video titled Macabre Rotting Girl, which is a uh, uh, one of those MMD music videos with, uh, looks like a, it appears to be like a zombie girl who's doing this song and dance about how she wants to like uh, devour this dude that she used to love or something like that and uh -huh. uh, it goes along with the music video it's very entertaining of course you know as someone who wants to be devoured themselves i i definitely <laughs> liked it mm. uh, after that yeah. was a music video that did a cover on an original song for the video game, uh, what was it? Uh, Ink. What's that Ink video game called? Um, Splatoon. No, no. This was like a horror themed one. Bendy Ink and the game, Ink Machine. Uh, oh, don't think I've heard of that one. So Bendy and the Ink Machine is basically a uh, kind of like a almost a walking simulator type amnesia esque thing where you are an animator oh, yeah. who has returned back to a ye old animation studio that's now defunct and you've been invited there by one of your old co-workers and you're kind of going through it and you've learned that the ink that uh, is being pumped into facility is bringing your creations or the creations from the past back to life and they're none too happy so uh one of them, of course, is this uh, angel devil chick, and um, she has a oh, she has this th this really good song for all eyes on me, and uh, yeah, that's uh, one of the <laughs> one of the ones that I watched. Uh, it was a cover yep. done by Victor McKnight um, uh -huh. and this other chick, and it's absolutely fabulous. Uh, mm. Just like some of the expressions she gives are just like. Very choice. Yeah, I haven't, mm. I haven't seen those two. I saw the last one you're going to talk about. Yes, and the last one, which uh, is a... I don't know how to put it. It's kind of just like a... 
put on repeat kind of song where it's called very you got high that. bass, very boom, boom, yeah. boom, very bass you got that. theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and all it is is the uh, it's <laughs> yeah, that's not Azura Lane. It's the uh, Kantai Collection Girls. Who uh, are right? I, I don't know what they're from. Okay, they're usually known for being a bit more like happy and 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 you know go lucky, and then the Azur Lane girls. But in this one, like they're drawn in a very like sadistic, twisted manner. Um, and yeah, they're, they're all, all sinister looking. Yeah, they're all yeah, giving they're all you this look that's like I'm gonna like down at you. tear out your pancreas and feed it to you kind of thing. Um, yeah, but they're all doing it in different ways too. Oh yeah, I didn't know there were so many ways to express this oh, kind of uh, those yeah. expressions. Mm, mm. Oh, this, <laughs> Your favorite oh, type, so huh? good. Mm. Love mm. it. <laughs> but yeah, I think I, I guess you should all uh, you should link those, I suppose, in the description. Um, maybe, maybe I might just post like their uh, people are interested their titles or something them. like that. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, cause just in case people listening even like uh after it's posted to the site might want to have a look yeah yeah but definitely uh if you're a yandere fan then you are going to enjoy those videos let me tell you because that's <laughs> what i was doing these this past weekend was just like i want to see some yandere music videos like they got them out there most of them are just based upon that yandere simulator thing which i kind of feel is a bit boring because it's from the perspective of the yandere and it's like Meh, I don't really care. Um, and also, partly the developer of that kind of went nuts. Um, Yandere Dev, I believe. There was like a whole thing that happened, and that game never fully got released, did it? No, it did it get did fully it. released, but oh, it, it keeps getting like fan made updates and patches, I guess, or something. Right. I, I'm just okay. talking out my ass here about the game because I have absolutely no idea because right. I've paid zero attention to it just because. I was excited for it because I was like, oh, you get to play as a senpai being, like, stalked by a yandere, and, like, you have to survive or something. Like, that's cool. I'll be, I'll be into that. But no, you're playing as no. a yandere, and you're just being overpowered and beating up other people and getting your senpai to notice you, and it's like, ugh. Well, you're overpowered in terms of what you can do, but if you if the goal is to get him to notice you and not be creeped out by you, there's so many ways you can fuck up. You know, it's true. So you're over part of it. It is true. But there's so many ways to lose. Yeah. You gotta be discreet <laughs> when cleaning up that blood. Yep, you gotta throw that uh, body in the in the incinerator and make sure you toss out yep. all the clothes with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually it gets worse and worse as she as she starts abducting her rivals and like hiding her them in her basement. Oh, it's just mm-hmm. The hell. Yeah. But yeah. Cool. Uh, but outside of those music videos, I also picked up a few new manga that I've been reading. Very cool. Uh, the first one, which I have been absolutely enthralled with, is called Don't Bully Me, Nagatoro. Don't Bully Me, Nagatoro. Okay. Which is a kind of like a, a geeky senpai character in high school who is being mm. bullied by one of his co-highs, a... Uh, tan girl with long dark black hair and uh-huh. she absolutely ad- loves to torment him and of course he is slowly starting to like fall in love with her and just like become attracted to her and it's kind of obvious like in the later chapters that she's starting to have some affection towards him especially when like her friends try to tease him too and she's like grabbing their their wrists and being like no 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 uh-huh 
mine. <laughs> it's like I see. I yes, see. and like the expressions that she uses are also so good. Oh, so good. She is such a sadistic little minx. Oh, I see. I'm just, I just want to up here right now. Those are some varied expressions indeed. Oh, yeah. yes. She... Very cartoon. It came from a music video, too, because I was watching all those music videos, and I saw this one called uh-huh. I Adore Her, and I was like, oh, what's this? Uh-huh. And it is a song that plays along with this, uh, you know, kind of almost like the um, the You Got That video, where it's just a rinse and repeat. And it looked like a hentai at first, and I was like, oh, it's just a hentai manga. Let me find it out. And I just saw it, and I was like, no, it's an actual manga. And she just has some very lewd expressions with, like, these very, like, like, I love tormenting you kind of faces. And it's, like, the most fun I'm having right now is picking on you. It's like, ah, ah, so good. (laughs) And the other one is a little bit more slow. Um, Okay. Not as enjoyable, I'd have to say, but it's still fun. It's called Cyclops Shoujo Saipu. Uh, and basically, that one is uh, where it's like this little sister and his and her brother. And like they had like oh a nice brother-sister relationship. And then in our middle school to high school, she had like a giant growth spurt. And she got uh-huh. taller than him. She grew her hair uh-huh. out really long, and so like it covers most of her face except for one eye, and so people refer uh-huh. to her as a cyclops. Oh, and but she's not actually a cyclops. No, but she also kind of like is still very much in you know very much like the little sister in her mind. So she like hangs out with the brother all the time, and like is like always hanging off of him, even though she's ginormous compared to him now. <laughs> and of course, you know he. Ah. He being like the older brother's like, no, this is wrong, but I have feelings for my little sister <laughs> who's, who's taller than me and has, is bigger than me. And is... <laughs> so, yeah, it was uh, just another one of those that caught very, my eye. Very specific niche of little sister that is big enough to be his big sister, but acts mm. like the little sister still. Yes, very, and she's very like very specific. doting upon him. But at the same time, okay. she has, like, the mentality of the little sister. So she's still very much like, you know, the Oni-chan type. Uh-huh. Yes. Well, if you're into that sort of thing, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. Hey, we don't kink shame here. Yeah, we don't We don't kink shame. No kink shaming. You know, no one's making fun yeah. of me for me being interested in girls giving guys, you know, these expressions of, like, I'm going to step on you and twist my foot a little bit, a little harder. Yeah. Nice. Yes. A little harder. A little bit. Yes. It's healthy in a sort of unhealthy sort of way. <laughs> exactly. Which is uh, yeah. actually be one of the concepts that comes up during my review for today. Oh, fair enough. Yes. But hey, before we get there, we got your IRL news and community, of course. Yep. And community stuff, more importantly, of course. Uh, well, I saw two movies this week. One of them's oh. in the cinema, one of them I just watched online. Uh, one of them was Captain Marvel. Oh? Yeah, I wasn't intending to go see it initially, but uh, after work, uh, my flatmate uh, was interested in go see it. And he's like, do you want to come see it? And I was like, yeah, okay, I guess I'll go. I'll go have a look since the offer's out there. Uh, and the tickets were pretty cheap too. So I went to go see it. I've already talked about it. 
extensively sort of on the Discord server itself. Overall, it's uh, if I was to review it on Anime Pulse, I would have probably given it a Netflix. Um, oh, that's one uh, of the not a great origin the, story, huh? No, well, t- t- yeah, it's not. I've not seen many of the origin stories of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but you know, one of the ones I did see that was really good was Iron Man One. It's one of the you know, none of the Marvel films I've seen are have been particularly terrible or bad. It's just kind of average at best. So I would have given it a Netflix, and if I was to give it a number out of ten, I probably would have given it a four. But you know, I don't want to get too much into it here. It's just like uh, you don't. If you need to, if you want to watch a superhero film, go watch it. But um, you don't need to watch it just to understand Endgame. If that's the reason you're going to go see it, I do agree. There, that Marvel's mm-hmm. not great at doing uh, superhero origin stories. Just for like, no. uh, if you look at Thor. That was a pretty bad yeah, Thor, origin story. People didn't um, like that. People didn't like Captain America. Captain America's was not great. Iron Man was pretty good. Um, Iron Man was Black pretty Panther great. Black Panther was pretty good. But then again, Bat- Black okay. Panther's origin story came after Black Panther was already introduced. That's right. And and to be fair, I think he was still kind of cooler in Civil War. So yeah, <laughs> I don't definitely. know. It's a still slight, a slight downgrade in my opinion. Also, Incredible Hulk is just kind of okay again as well. I probably would have also given that one a four. He had, like, what, so. three origin stories that they tried to go through? Like, the first one was garbage, the second one was... Yeah, the... yeah, that was before, like, they were doing the cinematic universe stuff. Yeah, the, the forgettable There's Hulk, one. and then there's the Incredible Hulk, you see. So the Incredible Hulk's little canon they're going off of. Though the thing is, is that actor does no, no longer plays Hulk, so... It's a bit, it's a bit weird and confusing, honestly. Yeah, that's why it's just mostly the Hulk for most of the part because you can just have a CG character there. It's like Bruce Banner. Who's that? <laughs> Who are you talking about? <laughs> There's just the Hulk. Yeah, I know. It's just like it's very. He's just very lucky he did not meet anybody from the you know the any of the other Avengers. It's the only person who met one of the other Avengers was the Colonel. Is it the Colonel or the Major? I can't remember. The guy who hates the Hulk. But yeah, yeah. Because that's, that's that, he meets Tony Stark at the end, and it's like one of those crossover things. But yeah, there's that. And then they, they, two days later, I watched the first Deadpool film uh-huh. for the first time. Oh, really? I really liked it. Yes, oh, that yeah, that was a good origin story. Nice. Yeah, I really liked that one, actually. It was, so was very like, good. I was like, oh, so origin stories can be quite good. Although, t- technically, that one's not an MCU one. So, that one's done by Fox, who have also now been bought by Disney, so... Which was amusing because the first one they gave like no money to, which, you know, if you remember that scene where he forgets the guns in the taxi. Yeah, yeah. That's because they didn't have the budget to bring the guns along with them. So Mm -hmm. he did that and he played it off as like, God damn it, forgot the guns. (laughs) And that's kind of like why they can't afford the other celebrities to play X-Men characters too. It's almost like you just think that we could only afford to have you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. And also, Fucking... like even even the um, CG on Colossus, Colossal, Col- whatever whatever his name is, the metal guy, is a little bit janky. So I can I can see that maybe that's probably the budget cut. Um, because he's he's always in his transform state as well. He doesn't actually like morph back and forth. But yeah, it's still they played it to their the best they could. I guys. think, and it was. Just so good, like yeah. especially like you know, where he gets like all bashful, where like si- or he's fighting. Uh, Colossus is fighting. Uh, oh, oh name? yes, 
And like she, her remember. cop comes Super off strange. and he's like, oh, sorry, uh, you cover yourself up. It's very embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> and, then they, and then he gets punched in the dick. Yeah. Punched right in the balls. And it's like, ooh. His metal steel ball. Yeah. Run. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, overall, that was quite a good one. I can't wait to go check out the sequel at some later point in time. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for Turns to Report for the week. It's been a fairly easier one in that I didn't have to go into the office much just once. So that was pretty good. Mostly working from home. And oh yeah, sorry, a slight update as well. The shows, as as you mentioned earlier on, there's the crossover shows are still happening this week. By the time this gets uploaded to the site, it'll be too late because it'll already be happening. <laughs> um, happening on Thursday. But for the live listeners, there'll be a crossover show with Video Game Pulse on Thursday. Haven't locked in the exact time, but it'll probably be around the afternoon where you guys are. And there'll be a crossover with After Dark on the Saturday. That one is in locked in for a time, which will be 3.30pm EST. So, In uh, that, we've got some suggestions for crossovers in that Video Game Pulse crew will be reviewing an anime, and I'll probably review an anime, I mean, an anime game. I'm not really sure what game I'm going to do yet. And there'll also be discussion about adaptations between the two. Um, as well as a Q&A. Um, so if you have any questions you want me to ask, either the After Dark crew or the Video Game Pulse crew, uh, just let me know. And then with the After Dark one, I think Inocuous Blonde just really wants to talk about Perfect Blue. Uh, so that'll be her anime thing. Because uh, she doesn't usually get the chance to talk about it. It seems to be one of her favourites. And they've suggested that I read out a Scottish-themed erotica, whatever that is. Um, I don't know if I'll do it just yet, but it's it's a, I like it as an alternative to actually having to watch one of the shows that After Dark usually watches. So maybe I can compromise and read out an erotica for them. I, I don't know. I'll see if anybody likes the idea. Anyways, and that's pretty much it in terms of updates community-wise. So that will be posted on YouTube. I'll probably... Um, Put links on the Discord later on at some point. I don't know how I'm going to get it out to people who are interested. Uh, yeah. Anyway, on to community stuff now. Briskly along. There are no comments on the most recent episode, but one on... No, free on the second most recent one, which is... Midnight Crew chimes in with... Oh, by the way, that's episode 585, Vote on Scramble, just for future archiving. Uh, Midnight Crew says, Well, now I'll have some fun... Uh, some awesome stuff to look forward to. A review of Alita the OVA of one of my favourite manga ever, and a review of Maiden Abyss, my favourite anime ever. Oh, well, you, you will be pretty pleased because I know Video Game Pulse really like it. Uh, an anime that you should both watch, uh, by the way. So much love put into that show compared to most of the run-of-the-mill generic stuff that comes out every season. An excited crew. Um, I actually am watching Maiden Abyss. At the moment, I'm on to the last episode because I wanted to do it in preparation for the crossover. So, but I just noticed the last episode is like 48 minutes long. So I'll watch that probably tomorrow when I have a little bit more free time. Uh, I mean, I suppose you could partially answer because he's addressing it to both of us. You plan on watching Made in the Abyss? Joseph? I do not plan to watch it. I've heard like there is a good twist in it, but yep. I don't know. It, it's never, it really didn't catch my fancy when it first came out. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's high budget, but like its tone uh, shifts in a sort of gradual gradient where that's when it becomes really interesting. But um, I c- it doesn't really have a, a, a kind of immediate hook a lot of the time, so I can see why maybe you weren't immediately drawn to it. Yeah, I'm um, a fish that goes for the fancy shiny lures, not the ones that are like 
slowly mm. moving through the water that I'm like, ah, it's just another worm. Huh. What's that over there? Uh-huh. Though? Is that a shiny golden lure? Hmm. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So something that's like immediately more attractive or hooks you in from the start. Um, yeah. But so far I am enjoying it, crew. Just to let you know. I would if 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 I was to get the chance to review it for Anime Pulse itself, I prob it probably would be a positive one, let me tell you that. And then moving on to the next comments, we have Yotaru Vegeta with two. He says, Not my Habercorn. Eh, Vic can burn on a stake for all I care, but I enjoy Todd Habercorn as a regular guest voice on Watch Mojo, so now I'm mad. Kidding. Um, I don't know which part. Are you kidding on the Todd Habercorn part on Watch Mojo, or are you kidding on the Vic burning at a stake? Uh, based on the story you read, it seems like Todd, ha- Todd Habercorn's not in as big a mess as Vic Mignana. Godspeed, Mr. Korn. Uh, I can already confirm with you that yes, he is in his co- his case is not as complex as Vic Mignana. I, I actually watched a video that featured um like Todd and Vic's lawyer, and he's like you know his case is a lot more simple by comparison, uh, to the point where he appreciated fans wanting to support him, but he's not going to open like a GoFundMe for his uh, legal expenses, unlike Vic who actually does have a, a you know. A way for his fans to get the money for his legal defense put forward. So, yeah, Todd Habercorn, I think, is just mainly one accuser, and Vic Mignana's been, um, well, he's got he's got sort of like issues with multiple individuals and companies. So that's where it gets really complicated. And then the next comment is also by Yotaru, who says, "Andy, you failed as a test proctor." In my comment on the previous episode, I wanted Joey to read the words "bud" and "bub," and you commented on it, and you comment on it afterwards. I definitely fumbled on communicating that. Oh, okay. So basically, he wanted me to, oh, to read. He wanted me to get you to read that comment out without knowing that. I don't, I, <laughs> because you would once you've seen it, you'll consciously know that he's testing which way you pronounce which one. So, but I did, I did comment, uh, and I did give him a rating. You know, I think, I think uh, Joseph's pronunciation was was pretty good. He's improvement, but you know, it, it got better at the end. Um, sorry, Otaru. I-, I will do better next time. And uh, now we come to the forums. There are no updates to last week's one, but there are up- updates to the gateway one. So, uh, you know, in your own time, go ahead and have a look at it if you would. Uh, they're quite good, but I obviously not going to read over them because they're three weeks ago. And today's forum comment comment topic of the week is uh, worst couples in anime so romance comes in all shapes and sizes today I'd like to know which ones you find to be the worst and why so this topic was submitted by Rampant AI and I think that rhymed anyways so the first comment I have in comes in from a Mr. Rampant AI himself I am going with Kirino and Kirino and Kosaka from Ori Emo enough said um I think Kosaka's their second name. I think you probably mean Kyosuke, right? Kosuke? Kyosuke? I think his name was Kyosuke. Because <laughs> uh, I think Kosaka's their second name. But yeah, I know who you, I know who you mean. Um, is that a bad relationship? Is, is it the worst couple? Uh, <laughs> I, obviously, I don't like the coupling. But um, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit like mixed. Because it's like, if both of them are kind of bad, they kind of deserve each other. You know what I mean? Like... People might think uh, that I would maybe list as a result Sagiri and Masamune from Ero Manga Sensei, but at the end of the day, don't like either of them, so they kind of deserve each other. 
so I couldn't say they're a bad couple. You know what I mean? I don't actually have to like the couple members to think it's a bad couple. I mean, think it's a good couple. If I think they're a bad, they're both bad and they deserve each other, then fuck it. <laughs> You're a good couple then. Because I, I don't think anyone else should have to suffer for you so you can suffer with each other. But uh, that got a bit too deep. Uh, I think that's about it. If I refresh the page, is there any other input? There is none. So we can move on to Joseph's takes. Okay. Oh, no. My goodness. Mm -hmm. Where to start with worst couples? Well, oh. let's go back to... Remember how I talked about one of the first things that ever got me into anime was Ranma? Uh, yes. All right. Well, uh, Ranma and Akane. I personally think oh. that is a terrible couple. Huh. For like, I'd say 95% of the manga, these two hate and fight each other constantly. There is no love, there right. is no romance, there is no coupling, there is nothing except just fighting and bickering and just the most tsundere bullshit you could come across. And then at the very end, they get married. Right. You don't like the way it progresses in a way? Like it should Hell have went into something No, I don't. Yeah. It is so right. dumb. <laughs> Going on that, because you know it's a forced relationship, let's talk about Raku and Chitoge from Nisekoi. Fuck that relationship and fuck those two. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't remember, uh, Nisekoi was the anime where these two are from two different mafia families. And oh, yeah, they're it's forced Yakuza together yeah. because, you know, if they get married, their families don't fight. Oh, wonderful. Great. A forced relationship. Fuck me in the ass. <laughs> these two hate each other and they fight all the time. Any time that they weren't not dealing with one another, they were fighting. And I absolutely hated it. And especially oh. hated it that Chitoge felt that somehow she... Like, somehow that she was, like, earning his respect, or Raku, or Raiku's expect, or whatever. Um, but at the end of it, you know, he, he comes out and he's very much like, I don't like you. you, we never gotten along, like, why are you trying to force this thing? And I've always been of the opinion, so what if your families kill each other? Who the fuck cares? Why are you in a forced relationship? Why are you agreeing to this? Hmm. So I absolutely think that's one of the worst relationships out there, but it's not the worst relationship. I mean, we still got Ash and Misty to go through. Oh yeah, I I saw that on some listings. So I did Google it. Why why do people dislike Ash and Misty? It's not like it's like it's ever really becomes like a true canon thing anyway because it never really happens. But why is that? Why do people not like it again? Just because like, it's like so it? stale. It's a relationship that goes nowhere. For so hmm. long, that season or seasons of Pokemon where Ash and Misty are a part of a uh, companioning team that travel the world yeah. together, nothing ever happens. It's clear that Misty has some, some, a skosh of romantic affection towards Ash, but Ash cares dip diddly shit about anything that doesn't have to do with Pokemon. He's probably fucking his yeah. Pikachu at night. Well, I mean, he has 10, so maybe he's just not on his radar, the whole romance thing. And he stays 10 throughout the entire time. Meanwhile, Misty grows mm -hmm. up to be something a little bit finer than 10. 
in the series? Yeah, or she gets like gets older. She had, she actually takes over her um her yeah. sister's gym. She becomes the gym leader. She's actually kind of yeah. hot. But she could still be 10. <laughs> no, no. Not not if with a body like 10, that. She could still be 10. I don't, I, no, okay. I, no 10-year-old has that. But we're still not well. there. We still got a bit more to go through, like uh, Light and Misa from Death Note. Oh, yeah. Oh, actually, yeah, yeah. yeah abusive. I, I would agree. I actually didn't think of that one. Yeah. How Light is it's... just using Misa, who is actually in love with Light, and Light is just like, haha, love, good joke. I'm yeah. just going to use you for all your worth and then throw you out on the street. Hmm. Yeah. He really is a bit of a dick, but also... She's she doesn't come out of it very likable either because of how just unconditionally cartoonish she is about it as well. You know, she's she yeah. kind of just lets him walk all over her too. It's just not they kind of give that glimmer at the start when they when she first confesses to him. Like, you know, oh, you know, she could kill you too if she got really if she got really annoyed at you or something. But she never follows up on any of that, any of that potential. She never becomes like a main player. She actually still t- stays as sort of a tool. As like another piece on the board. It's true. So, yeah. But even then, that's not the worst. No, the worst for me is an anime that I never finished, but I did give a review score. I did review it, even though I hadn't finished it. It's the only anime that I've never finished, and I've given a score to. Oh really? School days. Oh yeah. Makoto yes. and Kono... Kotonoha? Kotonoha? Uh, Makoto and Sorry. Seikai. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yes. Uh, specifically Makoto and Seikai. There is, of course, the uh, uh, Makoto and uh, Koto Ho- or Kotonoha. Kotonoha, yeah. Which Kotonoha is the girl that he's in love with, and he asks his childhood friend, uh, Seikai, to help him, you know, get up with her. Uh, of course, uh, she ends up uh, falling in love with him, too, because she's a childhood friend, as you do. And she mm-hmm. ends up killing him in the end. And because yeah. she she cheated with him and he cheated with her and, you know, was it was going back and forth. It's kind of a toss up to see which one was worse. But uh, Koto Noha was made out to be a psychopath by the cheating of Makoto with uh, Seki, or Sekai. Mm-hmm. So besides the murdering part, she was up until that point the most innocent one, basically. So not as unlikable as the other ones. Well, uh, Koto Noha was actually the more innocent one because she didn't know about the cheating and stuff. And yeah. she's actually the one that gets the nice boat ending. Meanwhile, Sekai is also someone that she kills because Sekai is like, hey... I'm pregnant with his baby, and then... Oh my Koto, god, you know, what? Then, that happens? Uh, oh, shit. Then Kotonoha oh, cuts messy. her open, and splits her stomach open looking for the baby, doesn't find anything, and it's like, haha, you are lying, you dumb cunt. Now I'm gonna take his head and put it in a bag. He's mine forever. That's weird. <laughs> I mean, oh. And that is school days. Ladies and gentlemen, the worst relationship in the world goes to Makoto and Seikai. Fantastic. Well, um, the only one I'd add on top for my input for that would be, um, well, suggested by the gif I put in there, Sasuke and Sakura from Naruto. Just all of Naruto. Yeah, no, um, I never once, 
Not bad. What's that? Not bad choice. Yeah. Not bad choice. Yeah, I never once was sold on it. Sasuke never looks interested in her. Um, I'm almost kind of going under the impression that Sakura somehow coerced Sasuke into it after one night of hard drinking later on after he failed to become Okage. Um, <laughs> and that's why he, like, after having his child, he just kind of disappears and becomes like a wandering fucking hermit. Yeah, she so, put a uh, lot of date rate drugs in his drink and was like, all right, I'm getting pregnant by you, motherfucker. And then he woke up the next day like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> and he's like, I gotta just... get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And it doesn't help that, you know, neither one, well, especially Sakura, isn't particularly likable. So, like, and it just seems like it's born in a very superficial sort of way as well. Like, she only liked him because he was hot, basically. And broody. You know? And didn't at one and... point she, like, tried to shoot for Naruto after he came back? Like, she, she was like, did... like, she tried to gush her feelings on him, and he's like, no, 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 bitch. Listen, you're it in was, love with it Sasuke. It was very weird because she kind of emotionally manipulates Naruto. To, like, it can be argued that she kind of emotionally manipulates him so that he would get Sasuke back, you know, with the promise that she'd end up moving on with him. But it's it's really, it's like messed up. I'm so glad that Naruto had Hinata by the end because he way too good for Sakura. In fact, because she, she's so judgmental of it, she abuses, I think she uses Naruto the most. But then there's other good characters as well that are just nice people that she just is really shallow and just judges by their looks as well, which just tells you a lot about her. For instance, Rock Lee, when Rock Lee first meets her, he's like, you know, wanting to ask her out and he's really interested in her, but she immediately judges him because he looks weird. So it's like, uh, I don't think this is a good, I don't think she's very nice. Let's just be honest. Her and Eno both are super unlikable, honestly. Oh God, Eno and oh. Sai. That's another one. Oh yeah, Sai, but Sai's like, such a non-character that from? I didn't like. Yeah. He was such a side I, character, and it was like, oh, by the mm-hmm. way, they're together now. I was like, what? Those he's got two? such a useful power that you could have done stuff with, but he just kind of is just in the black background. Yeah, he's weird. relegated to his black and yeah. white self. <laughs> oh, oh god! Actually, that's a good input there from Rampant. Kirito and Suguha from Sword Art Online. Yeah, yeah, that would that would be a bad one. I saw people listing Asuna and Kirito. Now, I don't know where that goes later on, but I actually didn't mind them as a coupling, but Kirito and I Suguha, think that's yes. probably just hating yes, the haters like kind of thing. Yeah, I don't mind Kirito with uh, Asuka, but I don't like Kirito with Suguha one bit. I just, just no. Never was a couple, though, but uh, let's say a ship, then. I don't like that ship. I think I know what your uh, number one would be, though. Number one good one or bad one? Bad one. Bad one? Oh, no. Um, I think we've went for most of the ones I could name. What, How about what Masamune and Sagiri? Oh, right. I already mentioned that <laughs> I wouldn't name that as a bad couple. Ah. Because I don't like either one. <laughs> but in that regard, they both deserve each other, right? <laughs> Imagine if Masamune was to go out and, like, you know... You know, reel in another innocent girl into his sort of weird fucked up existence. And same thing goes with Sagiri. What if she went and, you know put her ugliness onto some other guy, you know. They better just, they better just stay, the, you know, keep them contained in that house, away from the rest of society. I'm fine with that. Um, so I wouldn't say they're a bad couple. I don't like them, but I don't think they're a bad couple because they kind of deserve them. You know what I mean? Whilst, you know, with Sakura and Sasuke, there, there's an argument to me that Sasuke deserved better. <laughs> um, but yeah. I don't hate Sasuke quite as much as I dislike Sakura, so... 
Oh, and mm. I was also told to refresh the best quotes page um, oh. a few times in the chat there. Um, yeah, Rampant lists a few uh, quotes. I think uh, of a couple of quotes in anime that stand out. There are others, but this one's a classic, so he has one. Ur- this is a hard to read out because of the font. Urshibara Ruka, the mannerisms and voice of a woman. No, more feminine than any woman, but he's a guy. Taller than Mayuri, but so very thin, but he's a guy. Looks great in Namiko outfit, but he's a guy. It's already twilight and yet it's so hot. The cicadas are crying, but he's a guy. Okabe Rintaro from Steins Gate. This is in reference to the trap character from that show. Oh, and then there was a little gem from one of his favourite anime series. Where he's the clip is the guy saying, People die if they are killed. Is that? I think that's from the Fate series. From uh, the, I, I don't yeah, know if that's it is. From Fate. Yeah, okay. So there you go. Thanks for that input there. The last, the one quote, because I didn't come up with any last week that I would probably add into there is the iconic one from actually Kenshiro from Fist of the North Star. The um, You're Already Dead line, I'd say, is a pretty iconic quote in anime. It's pretty badass, oh, too. So one. I think I. I Yes. Oh, complete it. Go on. Not neat. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good one. So I think I'll, I'll, I'll message that. Oh, you added more? Okay, last one. Last one. I don't see it. I'm refreshing. I'm, I'm not seeing anything. And I... time's up. We have no more time. Time's up. Oh, should we? Uh, I don't see it, bro, bro. Bro, I don't see it. Maybe we should move on. I think. And we're moving yeah, on. I... Oh, Sorry, okay. contestant, but you are out of time. Yeah, I, I can't see it. Okay. And, this, and somebody, Marina Burt, just posted something in Japanese, which I can't recognize. Is that the Kenshiro line? Somebody tell me. Yes. Is that the Kenshiro? Yeah, okay. Yes, it is. Okay, cool. All right, then. Uh, so we don't drag on. I think we should move on from here. Yes, right into our industry news. And I think we both have an article that uh, mm-hmm. we were going to talk about here. Um, oh, yeah. Vic Manana, he's back again. Yes. He's uh, been reinvited to KameaCon, which is... I've never heard of it, but apparently it's like the Dragon Ball convention. You know, the Kameha kind of gives it away. Um, they were one of the conventions to cancel his appearance in light of the, all the controversy that happened. Um, but uh, they later... Um, Reinvited him, or they were going to reinvite him, but this is where some of the controversy comes up, in which allegedly uh, some of the fellow voice actors, including Monica Riol and Chris Sabat, contacted the uh, organizer for KameaCon, um, and apparently they gave terms such as like they would no longer go, they'd cancel their appearances if uh, Vic was to attend. So they kind of put the organizer in sort of a hard place going forward, which is like either one or the other, but. Despite that, we're now, since then, on the 22nd of March, they've announced again, actually, that Vic Mignana will be appearing, uh, it says here in the tweet, please welcome Broly, a.k.a. Vic Mignana, to KameaCon 2019. So, he is now coming. Um, and the aftermath of that has been Monica Rial has decided to cancel her appearance at KameaCon in a tweet. Um, apparently, oh, due to safety reasons, because she's has concerns about her safety should she go. Yeah, um, her safety. Make, More like make, she's a make crazy that bitch. Off. She will be hosting a signing separately. 
um, in a separate venue on the same day, uh, partly nearby. So fans of that, but I do get the the overall sad sort of response. You know what really is sad is that you know people who don't know about any of this stuff, like the fans themselves of Dragon Ball, they just kind of want to see their favorite voice actors and everybody together. You know, so it's it's a shame that they had that this has to affect it. No matter which side you're on, it's a shame that you know we couldn't just put these things aside. I mean, if he, you know, if this was to happen, they probably don't have to even interact at the convention anyway. You know. The only people who I think really kind of get the short end of the stick here is the fans, honestly. So that's just kind of. Well, I think I mean because what I think happened here was probably like. So the controversy comes out, and Mm -hmm. then Kamea Khan says, "Oh no, no more Vic," because we, you know, they were probably like, "Oh, we don't want to lose like you know three people who are going to say they're going to cancel," but then Vic legaled up and he's like, "I'm going to start suing people that are like." you know, fucking with me. And the Kamea Khan's like, actually, money's more important than people. Uh, see you later, Monica. Enjoy your being crazy over there in the corner over there. Um, come on back, Vic. And Vic's like, haha, I'm not gonna sue you. Mm. So I'm guessing that's how it went. It's probably like his lawyers reached out to the Kamea Khan and were like, so, heard you uh, didn't want to, you know, fight. What's, uh, what's your reasoning behind this? Uh, the alleged accusations we're probably going to take you to court for that and they're like oh no he can come back that was all just a mistake yeah. misunderstanding of course mm-hmm. because I believe um, earlier on when it came to like the possible lawsuits I think it was Rampant that mentioned it or something it was either Rampant or Shield mentioned it as it was going to be under tortious interference with prospective businesses or something or business contracts or something but now if if um. I said alleged, but if it does come out concrete that other voice actors and such or other industry people tried to pressure Kamea Khan into dropping him, that that could have them liable to be sued for interference with existing contracts, which would be a no-no as far as, uh, you know, that wouldn't look good, very good for them, especially when he has lawyered up now. So yeah. there is definitely more to this, I think, but we um, and it will become public over time, so... Now, I don't want to report too many um, things that are not 100% substantiated, but I have it on good sort of um, decently reliable sources that there's there was more going on behind trying to get him to not attend KameaCon and possibly the other conventions, but it's it's going to come to light now that this has gone the legal route now. So I mean, in, uh, especially wait. since that all these other people that accused Vic of doing all this shit haven't legaled mm-hmm. up on their end of things. They haven't done anything... They've done nothing pursuing any legal action against Vic. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm all for, at this point, I'm all basically saying, if you aren't going to legal up, if you aren't going to put your cards on the fucking table, you are a liar. Monica, you are a fucking liar. A lying cunt. And we don't need you in our industry. Mm. That's what I have I mean, to say. I it's, mean, it's pretty apparent that they haven't seeked legal counseling, because if they did... um. The legal counseling would have told them to not post so much stuff on Twitter, you know? You know what I mean? There's a lot of statements that keep coming out, again, that would not look good in court. That will get read out to you in court, and you'll have to either, under oath, say that you said them, or didn't say them. So, yeah. Not not very good. But I, I, get, I get your frustration. I get the people will parallel a lot of what's happening to, what was its name, that Isekai show, The Shield Hero. Oh, Which yeah. I think is kind of, I think that's kind of funny, but yeah. It's, mm-hmm. 
we'll, we'll see how this all wraps up. The thing is, is at the end of the day, regardless of whether he's guilty or not, nobody comes out of this looking good. I, ho- I hope you understand that, right? If, if oh, any no. of these, I get it. Yeah, if, if any of these actually manage to stick on Vic, it's not like everybody else is going to walk away scots free now. Like everybody's burning down with this, so it's all could have been avoided. Is all I'm saying. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but you know. And yeah, that's pretty much all I gotta say on that one for now. But it definitely won't be the last of this issue. Um, and there's there's more to look into it if you want more detail on any side because it's, it's been so much documentation on YouTube and such already. <laughs> Just don't yeah. trust ANN with it <laughs> because you know uh, they kind of have a bias. But yeah. form form your own opinion. Don't trust any yeah, one news article absolutely. out there. Read everyone's yeah. opinions. Read all the stories. Even read yeah. uh, you know Monica's shit and her craziness yeah, I mean, go and read all the other tweets that people made and then form your own opinion yeah absolutely i mean even even we you know even i went over to that io9 article the one that i think was borderline sort of just slandering vic mm-hmm. you know i read through that in its entirety um you know so it, it look up both sides and then then like you said form your own conclusion i couldn't say it better yeah it's, yeah that's what you got to do these days there's just so much information out there and this goes for any issue not just this whole kick vic thing but yes yeah. Well, uh, with that little controversial piece of news out of the way, uh, how about uh, Mm -hmm. I have a bit of a follow-up here uh, to a piece of news I covered last week. So I may have mentioned, but last week I talked about uh, there was a a top 10 what we want to see remade in uh, the newer generation anime by the Niji Men website. Well, Mm -hmm. uh, this time around... Speaking of Anime News Network, Anime News Network held their own poll to see what their readers, their members of their site would prefer to have as remakes. And they have actually a top 20 list. And uh, Uh starting all the way at number 20, Great Teacher Onizuka. Not bad. Ah, yes. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. At number 19, The Flame of Rekka, or Rika. Don't know about that one. Uh, at 18, Tokyo Babylon. Uh, nope, don't know what that is. Number 17, Kodacha. At mm. number 16, Rose of Versailles. Or Versailles. Versailles. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 15, Rosario plus Vampire. That's an interesting one. I would be sort of interested to see them try that because of how much I think the original anime adaptation was so heavily butchered. Yeah. By comparison. I read the manga and it's nowhere near as just like fan service only as the anime was. Yeah. Like the anime is immediately off putting because of that. But the actual manga focused on also having a bit of plot and character to it and world building. Mm-hmm. So and here's, yeah, definitely. here's one I like. Number 14, Shaman King. Ah, I never watched Shaman King. but uh, It was a popular. good manga, but then it got really just too much up its own ass in the later volumes. Ah. Uh, Enough. At number 13, D and mm. Angel. Mm-hmm. At number 12, oddly enough, 12 Kingdoms. <laughs> ah, see what they did there. Yeah. At number 11, the story of Sayun Koku. Uh, call all these up. At uh, number 10, this one's uh, one you just covered, hey! Battle Angel Alita. Yeah. I'd be for that. I'd be all for that. They should strike while the iron's hot and the movie's popular too. Do it. Do it. Somebody do it. Madhouse, do it. At number nine, please save my earth. 
Uh, at number eight, Vampire Knight. Oh, number seven. My sister doesn't like that one. I bet. Like number seven, Slam Dunk. Twilight. Going oh, yeah. back up, up there one. again. And number six, mm -hmm. Subasa Reservoir Chronicle. Mm. There's an oldie. At number yeah. five, Soul Eater. I would really like that one. Yeah. No objections there. Yeah, not bad. Number four, <laughs> Gakuen Alice. Heard, but not seen. Number three, Pandora Hearts. Mm -hmm. That's not a bad one either. Number two, Reborn. Not seen. Oh, the Hitman Reborn thing. Yeah, Hitman right. Reborn. And number one, which actually matches up with the uh, yeah, number one pick from Nichi Men, over on High School House Club. Ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> I've seen that one. It's actually a very good. I didn't know when I first watched it that I was watching something that was par uh, parodying so many shoujo tropes. Um, but it, yeah, it does it actually quite well for its time, especially surprisingly enjoyable at times and also one of my shoujo's that um one of the first shoujo's i ever watched is actually getting a remake this season which is kind of relevant which is fruits basket if you've heard of it i so, have um one yeah, of the first shoujo's i actually ever watched and actually liked a lot was actually wallflower um i wouldn't oh, mind right. seeing yeah, that remade hmm, hmm. which is kind of like or on high school host club where it's one girl with a bunch of guys hmm Hey, you know, if we've never done this as a topic before. Maybe I should make this next week's forum topic. Right next week. Anime you want to see remade. I think I might have done this already, though. That'd be... That yeah. would, I don't know if we did. Yeah. It You'd have familiar. to go through your older stuff to see whether or not. But if we didn't, then yeah, I'd yeah. be all for it. Mm-hmm. Okay, have a look. Cool. Cool. Apart from the fact that it's by A&N and we hate the... No, I'm just joking. Ah, <laughs> uh, Yes. Anyways, uh, you got uh, you got one mm -hmm. more for us? Yep, I do indeed. I got... Uh, this one's just a, a nice little light-hearted one or sad, depending on your perspective in life, to kind of tide us over, to kind of wash down the taste of the other controversial stuff. Uh, Japanese restaurant now offering pretend farewell parties for when your co-workers hate you. So we're ending uh, towards the end of the fiscal year now, and a lot of people are doing a lot of job transfers, very relevant to your IRL news segment, as you said. And it often happens in March. Now, usually it's tradition for co-workers to throw people who are leaving goodbye parties and stuff. They rent some space, they have fun together, go for drinks, all that jazz. But <laughs> this company, uh, the a Kansai chain called Gochizomura, um, saw a gap in the market of people who are dissatisfied because uh, either they aren't liked enough at work or they didn't like the people at work to the point where they don't get invited or don't have a party thrown for them. So... They're here to offer you a service, a farewell party for one, called the Solo Sebutsukai, um, where basically staff members from there, for the low, low price of 4,000 to 5,000 yen, 36 to 46 US dollars, um, you can have a seven-course meal, which includes a round of clinking drinks and saying cheers with the staff at your table. So basically, the staff at the workplace will pretend that they are work colleagues of yours. Uh, and the dessert plate <laughs> has written in chocolate, thank you for all your hard work written on it, with a card of little messages of encouragement for your next stage in life. Essentially, it's a typical farewell party, but just without the people um, <laughs> wishing you, you know, a good, a good send off. Um, 
So I looked at the photo. There's the article also includes the goodbye card. It's a bit strange <laughs> because it includes stuff like you know generic stuff like thank you for everything. I wanted to work together with you more, but it also has some like um some messages on the goodbye card such as thank you for your hard work. I still laugh when I remember our memories of that day. Hee <laughs> hee. Best of luck in your next job. And there's also one saying thanks thanks for always helping me when I got in a pinch. Because, you know, these these instances de- never actually happened, so it just kind of makes me smile, but also kind of sad at the same time. Um, so, there will be 20 locations across Osaka and the Hyogo pro- pro- uh, prefectures for this till the end of March, so you don't have much time left if you are a lonely co-worker leaving. Uh, as a funny caveat, the restaurant also says that if you want to receive farewell flowers, you have to bring them yourself, which is... You know, reasonable, but it's just kind of sad that you have to bring your own goodbye flowers. Um, yeah, that's that's about it. We we hear at times, you know, replacements for relationships and other like things that are usually done by other humans. You know, you know those you hire a person to take selfies with to pretend you have friends with it, you know, over in Japan and other parts of Asia. And now this is just the one of the latest additions to that, where you can have people for your pretend to work goodbye party um, for a seven course meal. Though to me, very. $35 sounds kind of reasonable actually so there's that $36 hmm. I don't know 7 course uh, meal well we have RoboVic uh, yeah. coming back here again no. this is either very depressing or very funny depending on your perspective Uh-oh. in life like I said I don't so. hear him anymore alright it looks like uh, Discord's being a little shitty right now it has those kind of blips regardless of how good your internet's going to so it's like there's always like that wild card but it keeps it exciting you know? Yeah, exciting, sure. On your toes. But yeah, that's me finished reading the whole article if you um, didn't hear me finish it. But yeah. Okay. Well then, mm-hmm. before my Discord eats itself anymore, let's go straight into our news. Or right into our reviews. So we already did news. Reviews. <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed. And I'll get us started here okay. with uh, uh, my review of uh, Conception. Now, among mm. anime, I have found very few of the harem genre satisfy my cravings for a true harem end, where the main male or female protagonist ends up with all the potential love interests. Usually, they wimp out and either have the main character pick a character that they are in love with, and, or, you know, they stay friends without crossing any romantic barriers. There's times we have come close, and of course there have been some anime that have achieved the rare true harem end. But because of the large majority of harems that falter or fail, I have almost become disillusioned with the concept. Nevertheless, I still look. And such was the case when I spotted the anime titled Conception, a PSP game adapted into an anime. So you know there's bound to be some bumps in the road ahead. The story, while mostly nonsensical, follows a high school boy named Itsuki, or Itsuki, who along with his cousin Mahiru are transported to another world where they must fight impurities in a dungeon in order to be returned to their world. 
However, the way they must battle these impurities, which usually take on any number of random monster appearances, is by creating star children. How do you do this, you ask? Well, how do you make any child? Sex, of course. That's right, Itsuki and Mahu are almost forced into bed and told to bone to save the world. Thankfully, the two already have feelings for one another, so it's not an entirely painful process. In fact, it's not much of a process at all, as all the hype the anime builds into how raunchy things are gonna get is just lies. You see, to make a star child, a constellation maiden, that's what Mahiru is, just needs to touch the visitor, uh, that's what Itsuki is, with powerful feelings for one another to create a star child. Yeah, it's a bit of a cock tease and a pretty big troll, but I just shrugged my shoulders and kept soldiering on. Of course, Mahiro isn't the only maiden. In fact, there are a total of 11 other maidens that Itsuki must get with in order to birth enough star children to conquer the dungeon and defeat all the impurities. <clears throat> and this is quite a list, so here we go. There's Eri, the Eris maiden, uh, Femura, the Leo maiden, Coletti, the Aquarius Maiden, uh, Yuzuha, the Pisces Maiden, Ruka, the Cancer Maiden, Leone, the Scorpio Maiden, Fallon, the Capricorn Maiden, Toron, the Taurus Maiden, Lilith and Lily, a two-for-one special Gemini Maiden, uh, Mirai, the Libre Maiden, and Sue, the Sagittarius Maiden. Each one has their own uniqueness to them, like how Sue likes animals or Torah is a postman in training, and they all require some little hump for Itsuki to get over in order to bed them. Eventually, he does do the deed with each one, and is able to create a full party of star children to battle the impurities with. I do want to say one big issue I did take offense to during these bedroom scenes was the censorship. No. Good God, oh. what an eyesore. It's Was like there that. anything to censor since they don't actually, you know... Well, they don't... Some of them don't. Like, Mahiru and Itsuki don't necessarily have to, you know, put the old willy in the... Um... Hole. But, um... <laughs> it doesn't mean he doesn't end up fucking some of the other girls. Because oh. he does. Uh, or oh. at least it's heavily implied he does. Because some of the girls will take off all their clothes, and so does he. And they get into bed... And they show him going down on them, and the star children are born with a uh, very popping cork noise. <laughs> so oh something's going on there. Mm. And uh, there is censorship where the girls are fully naked, and yeah, there's little pasties of the rac of a raccoon on their private parts. Ah, yeah. The main issue with this anime lies with the problem of how the story is nonsensical. Oftentimes, changing the setting from a medieval fantasy to a version of the television show The Bachelor to a beachside retreat and then back to the dungeon full of impurities. This, along with a lacking animation quality, reduces the consistency in how much I was interested in the show. Sometimes it was trying to be very serious, but then a small raccoon character breaks the fourth wall with a humorous retort. There were moments I was generally enjoying the anime, but then other moments I was bored out of my skull. 
I kid you not, huh. when the anime will actually tell you to go to the official website at times to read the details they aren't covering. I mean, what is this? Destiny? <laughs> Kinda, actually, yeah. Yeah. Huh. As we near the end of this bumpy ride, things just lose all cohesion and the rails disappear. We get giant mecha battles against the final boss, Itsuki fucking a female raccoon named Mana, and a 13th maiden who was once herself a star child. I mean, during the final, very final boss battle against the mysterious 13th Phantom, Itsuki and the Phantom have a chat about why they are fighting. It makes almost no sense. But, you know, no. for as dumb as things got, this anime okay. did end up doing one thing really right. And oh. as the final episode is wrapping up, Itsuki and Mahiru are going back to their world. Stepping through the portal, the other girls decide that, what the hell, and they follow Itsuki back to Japan. But guess what? Ah. In a montage of moments following how their new lives go, we see that Itsuki does, in fact, end up marrying all of them. In a oh. simple church scene where Itsuki, dressed as a groom, greets all 14 of the girls he ends up attracting, all of Damn. whom are dressed in bridal attire, as he requests they all bear his children, and they respond, uh. yes. But you know what? This simple scene, for as short as it was, for as, you know, pasted at the end it was is 100% better in ending than any harem anime that pulls out at the last second. <laughs> so yes, conception wasn't great in any sense of the word, and in fact I'd say it was meh at best. But that final scene earns this anime big points in my book. Because why yeah. can't an MC marry all his waifus? If they are happy, and he is happy, and there are no problems with a polygamous relationship, what's the issue? I don't see one, and I especially don't see one in a work of fucking fiction. Take a clue, mangakas. Stop being huge pussies. If you are making a harem anime or a manga, you had better start fucking fulfilling the requirements to call it a harem, lest you earn the ire of a harem otaku everywhere. You heard it here. Demands are simple. They must be met within the end of the year. Yes. Now, the animation was done by Studio Gonzo, animators of animes like Van Dread, Full Metal Panic, and Rosario Plus Vampire. Where oh. the ones who offer their services here, it makes it a little odd since this is such a well-versed studio because they've got quite a history behind them with some pretty good titles. They had as much trouble they did producing quality work here. I mean, they only had one other anime going for them in 2018, and that was Hinomaru Sumo. So it's oh, not yeah. like they were overworked or anything. Hmm. Maybe relatively I, small or something. True, maybe. Uh, I mean, I didn't really have much to say about the voice acting. No big negatives, no big positives. But I did have a Vapor character. Now, I was going to just say that I really didn't care enough to give an answer for this category. But after Ari, or Ari is revealed her quirk, I ended up having one. Uh, Ari, the Ares maiden, I know, really mind-blowing naming there. She mm -hmm. looks like a nun wearing a Russian boyura hat. You know, like the really tall, fuzzy ones. Oh, yeah. But... 
Under that dress is a woman who loves weapons and S&M. She was the first oh. maiden to not just lie there and take it during her bed scene, breaking out a whip and going to town on Itsuki. Oh. Now that's my kind of woman. Ah, <laughs> uh, I can see so, why. <laughs> Conception, I give it a Netflix. A high Netflix, Netflix but a Netflix hmm. at the best. Huh. I thought you were going to, I thought because of the ending, it was maybe going to work its way up to our crackers for you. No, it, it worked its way up to a Crackers, uh, or it worked its way up to a Netflix, actually, from a Burn It, just because of that ending. Ah, okay, okay. All the way around, okay. I see. Yo. Very cool. And so recommended if you are just starving for a harem end, basically. Yes, if you are someone who wants that harem ending, boy... Conception is a rough bit to get through, but the ending is worth it if you are a true harem fan. Even for me, someone who loves harem animes and loves true harem endings, it was a really rough ride. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Very cool. Shall we move on? Indeed, we shall. Let's hear all about your robo-grandpa. Yes, Robo Grandpa. He's actually a. You don't think he's actually a granddad? He actually doesn't look his age. I'll get into that in a bit. But uh, yeah, so basically, I first thought I was done with my little review phone of like cyborg sort of movies and OVAs, but I thought I'd throw this one in as a bonus. Uh, that was because I just recently finished another more recent example. Though this one is a series that I previewed back in October of 2017, and it's also technically not cyberpunk, but it does have cyborgs, as I said. It's called Inuyashiki. Now, Inuyashiki, Chiro, is a 58-year-old man who looks like he's in his 70s, and that could be because he lives a pretty unfulfilling life. His wife and kids don't give a shit about him, he has no friends unless you count his dog, and worse still, he is told in episode 1 that he actually has cancer, with only 3 months left to live. Not a good time. He has it so bad that being killed by an alien explosion would be the best thing that ever happened to him, and it is because he is remade. Sort of, as an apology by the aliens, into a cyborg with amazing abilities. He can hack into technology, he can fly, he can heal people, he can fire fucking missiles and laser beams, you know. Outwardly, he's still the same in appearance, though. Inoyashiki Ino becomes a superhero, rescuing people, healing the sick, and fighting crime, making him feel more alive than he ever did as a human. But, it wouldn't be interesting to have a hero without a villain, who in this anime is a male high school student called Hiro. I see what you did there. Hmm. Hiro was just an average teen with consistent salon quality hair until he was caught in the same explosion as Inuyashiki and gained the same powers, but instead of finding meaning in his new existence by doing good things, Hiro feels alive only by going into random people's households and killing them. You're in for 11 episodes that follows these two main characters separately until they eventually they end up colliding due to conflicting interests, shall we say. Inoyashiki's plot involves him doing various good deeds, learning to control and better use his powers after partnering with Hiro's, uh, well, used-to-be friend, Ando, as well as somewhat mending his bond with his family. Despite a decent amount of getting, a uh, decent amount getting done, it does feel the most stock and uninteresting of the two plot lines. honestly. There is definitely fun to be had here, such as seeing an old man Death Machine take on the Yakuza, 
but he as a character completes his development by episode 3, and it's pretty basic and uninteresting. His relationship with his family was also undercooked and develops at an unnatural pace, especially by the end. I am kind of surprised to realise that I care more about Hiro's relationships with the few people that are important in his life over Inuyashiki's given their role, um, you know, given the fact that Inuyashiki is supposed to be the main hero. Uh, speaking of which, Hero's side of the story was a lot more interesting to watch. The way he conducted himself socially, combined with his casual manner in which he carries out his killings, definitely alludes to someone who isn't quite right in the head. That's not to say he is all that deep though, the most interesting thing is just the contrast of how much he cares about the loved ones in his life, despite how little he seems to regard human life, but there's a glimmer of an arc there by the end and his plot has a lot more twists and turns as well, with him being pursued by the authorities and trying to protect those close to him from the consequences of his, you know, terrible actions. Overall, I thought the plot of the show was just okay, though it had some neat ideas like one of the methods uh, heroes can use to actually kill people through technology, and the best cameo of Donald Trump I've ever seen in Japanese media. It was an easy it was an easy watch with some spectacle at times and decent direction. The ending though is pretty bad honestly, and it feels really rushed, which is likely the case. The manga author and writer Hiroya Oku of Gantz fame allegedly said that he was aiming to finish it in ten volumes in reaction to underwhelming sales of the manga, which suggests there might have been more planned otherwise. Moving on to the presentation though, this one's a bit over the map. Um, all over the map. The anime is definitely a bit more sane in art style, more reminiscent of shows like Death Note, but it lacks a level of detail that I appreciated from manga, which from the manga, which becomes very glaring whenever the characters go full CG. They get this very clean, cell shaded look to them that it is at odds with the surroundings and is stilted, especially when the characters need to display extreme emotion, such as a scene where Hero flies into the sky in his rocket-powered jet back, crying. And it kind of looks really bad even for the year it came out in, honestly. And this reflects in some of the action scenes too, unfortunately. There's a part where one character drags like another one against the side of a building, and rather than glass and debris, you know, peeling off the structure and flying everywhere, it reacts more like a smooth 3D object with the building texture just on it. It just kind of slides off the side of the building, which just, you know, again, kind of takes me out of it. This is really a shame because there are some action set pieces and instances that look genuinely good, especially in the opening. In fact, I'd just recommend people check out the opening if nothing else anyway. In fact, the version of Energy Yoshiki's fight with Hero in the opening looked a lot better in my opinion than the fight you actually get in episode 10. MAPPA is a company that I put on the higher end of the spectrum of studios that make good production value quality shows, though they just seem to be spread out a bit thin here or just didn't bring their A game, so... You know, it's it's a bit spotty, a bit all over the map, like I said at the start. And that's pretty much all I gotta say. Overall, Inuyashiki was an was an okay show with some okay characters, an animation that fluctuated in quality, often dependent on whether the scene was hand drawn or rendered. It's pretty adult in terms of its graphic content, but not in terms of how it covers its subject matter, which is pretty simplistic overall. You know, what I mean, it's like it's got graphic stuff, it's pretty gory at times. But it's not really like, you don't need to be an adult to get its message and themes. Uh, it's it's something that you can sit back and enjoy while watching, but without much thought about it after you're done. Except for the f- uh, except for maybe uh, how out of nowhere the ending just kind of crashes into the show. So with all that said and done, I'll be awarding Inuyashiki a Netflix. 
Um, honestly, you know, while I did enjoy the show, I kind of had higher hopes for it going into it. But, you know, it's by no means a bad show. Um, you know, it's hit and miss, but it's just kind of more of a popcorn sort of flick. flick. It's definitely very satan Very satan And that's it. Oh, hi, Roxas. <laughs> oh, hi. You usually just listen to video game polls. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, oh hi, Roxas. Uh, don't remind me, that was a terrible waste of time, even more than usual. Oh, that was uh, just me commenting on... Uh... Oh, the little comment. You see, towards the uh, ending of my anime conception, when they're trying mm-hmm. to find the thirteenth maiden so they can go to the final dungeon to fight the thirteenth phantom, they think that the thirteenth maiden might be a guy, and so they have Itsuki oh. date three of the guys who are closest to him. Uh, a guy literally called Narcissus, a guy who is a narcissist, and the king. And uh, it's very homoerotic. All right. Okay. So he kind of he uh, the main guy kind of goes both ways. Uh, close. Right. He gets very close to swinging both ways. I see. Um. <laughs> he said it could be nominated as an anime. That's so bad. Okay. Well, if it can be enjoyed in some level, in some way, it wins. But uh, yeah, that's all I had to say about my show. And uh, yeah. And I, 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 thanks for clearing up that thing about the 13th child thing, because I didn't get that at all when they were bringing it up. No uh, problem. That's cool, Ramp. That's cool, Roxas. I appreciate you coming here, even for a moment. We actually are just about to wrap off. Indeed. Uh, of course, before we uh, wrap yep, up yep. fully here, uh, which, wait, did you, give your, uh, did you give your thing mm-hmm. a rating? Didn't hear that. Oh, sorry, I gave it Netflix. I'll just repeat it now. Uh, Shiki gets Netflix. Ah, Good double crackers. Yeah, double Netflix. I pretty much give everything a Netflix these days. I think so. it's pretty rare we've had a double Netflix before, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think we don't usually. So go go buy a lottery ticket. So it's, it's clearly a lucky day, guys. <laughs> or an unlucky don't day, depending on which anime you watch. Hmm, yeah. Any hoozles, but uh, before we wrap things up entirely, we have sponsors. Yes, quiz for you. Terms of, you know. Of course, who do I remember? Exactly, that quiz. Yes, uh, exactly. Well, there's Tag. There's Alka Zero. Yes. There yep. is uh, Phantom. There's Shuji. Yep. There's V. Yep. yep. And I know I'm forgetting one. Well, you said Tag, Alka Zero, Phantom, Shuji, and V, right? You said all yes. those four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all the one that's in the email, but I didn't uh, want to add okay. an asterisk because remember last week, Mal said that he is one, he's just not on that list. So we should right. just kind of add it now. Okay, and uh, with the little little asterisk Mal, just in case, uh, he just is in not case. actually, he's just trying to springboard <laughs> off of us into fandom. Oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's the running theory you have right now. <laughs> what, a, what a devious plan. Totally and, of course, yep. all of our anonymous sponsors out there who refuse to be named, but we know you're out there, who choose yep. the not to be are some people who still Patreon, not Patreon, there's still some people who are partly PayPal sponsor too. They don't get listed. Yes, indeed. Thank you very much. In any case, I do believe that does it for another episode of Anime Pulse. I thank everyone for tuning in, for downloading the show or listening and until next time 
keep watching, keep listening, and keep the anime love strong.